Dear listener, please note that this podcast is recorded during COVID-19 where we can't get into the studio and give you the quality that you are accustomed to. For any changes in quality, we ask for your apology. Hello and welcome to What's Love, the podcast. This is a podcast series brought to you by Zanga Zurugel and in collaboration with the Soul City Institute for Social Justice. The first time I, I only spoke to him once, and I think it was even 2013, not 2014. Um, he told me that he, he, he wants to do, or he wants us to do a, a cooking show, dinner um, with Somizi or something like that. But um, I've never seen any documents. So it came as a shock that he sent me emails uh, which I don't dispute, but I've never, I've never opened a document or uh, read an email. And anyone who knows me will tell you that I don't, I don't, I'm not an email person. I don't even have, I started even having an email again, probably two months ago after like five years of not having emails. I've got a management team that um, deals with anything that is to do with emails. So if he says he sent it to my personal email, I never opened it. They were, they, I did have an email address, but I've never opened a document or anything like that. And that is why um, it's something that never stuck or, or was at the back of my mind when, when the cooking thing happened. Because when he approached me, I never even thought I would want to have a cooking show in the first place because I, I, I've always loved cooking, but I never thought I would take it to that level. So the cooking thing really started kicking in for me uh, two years ago, I think, uh, when social media started getting bigger and bigger. And um, I, and then I decided about around February that, no, 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 just after lockdown, that I'm going to have my own YouTube channel. And that is how the, the cooking show came about. There you go. Welcome to yet another Exciting episode of What's Love, the podcast. The voice that you've been listening to is that of our very famous celebrity, Somgaga uh, Somizi Mfrongo Motawung, talking about news that came out of newspapers and social media about his cooking show. So today I am joined by two guests who are going to help me unpack the issue pertaining this uh, issue um, about the cooking show around intellectual property and trademark. And they are going to really help me unpack uh, the issues. And uh, first is the usual uh, legal eagle, Tineko Mbenze. How are you, Tineko? I'm good, thanks. And how are you, Lebu, and our guest? No, I'm I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Next is uh, Mpogama, who is from the Eastern. He is currently finishing off his master's in intellectual prop property, and he is an analyst by day and a jogger and blogger by night. Welcome, Mpo. How are you? Hi, 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 Lebu. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for agreeing to be with us today. 
Now, wow. guys, of Thank course, we live in the world of social media. When this story came out, we were all very shocked because uh, over the years, Somizi has built a name and a very illustrious career uh, himself. And uh, we absolutely uh, were wondering what actually happened. I do know that some other people tweeted the emails, um, you know, that uh, were sent uh, by uh, Hastings Mueng, who basically says, this is what I pitched. This is what I proposed. This is what happened. And for me, as just the person who follows the news, they looked very similar. Um, and uh, you heard uh, Somizi, who, who, who really lives an amazingly um, uh, um, cared for life, uh, which includes not reading any emails, uh, explaining what happened. Now, you know, this may be just an issue around uh, Somizi, but it actually speaks about law. It talks about intellectual property protection. Many people who responded to the, to the Twitter uh, revelation were saying, well, cooking is not a, 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 a new idea. There's been so many other cooking, cooking shows out there. So maybe let me start with you, um, Mpo. What are we talking about when we say, this is my intellectual property. Oh, all right. So intellectual property is uh, a branch of law that ideally protects, um, uh, that protects the manifestations of ideas. So uh, it's mainly to drive innovation and give incentive for people uh, to create, uh, to enhance also society, and also they get something back from that. So usually we have four types of, uh, four different branches of intellectual property. We have copyright, which protects um, uh, creative, creative works like your songs, your films, your scripts, uh, movies and such. We have trademarks that protect um, uh, brand names. Uh, you have, these, uh, you have uh, patents, which uh, protects uh, scientific innovations, you know, how to, how, how the kettle is made or how the car is made, there will be patents. Then you have design. Design protects how the general product or how your phone looks, uh, for an example. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, the intellectual property protection just protects the, uh, the manifestation of people's, I guess, geniusness, yeah, or ideas. Yeah. Okay, so the idea is that the idea does not necessarily need to be new, 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 new. I mean, I think the patent for the drug for coronavirus or the or the or the vaccine will be new, new. But 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 you are saying if I come up with an idea, um, Tineko, and I say Tineko, let's do this, and it's my idea. It can be protected by this law. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Now yeah. let's get into this case. Uh, Hastings says um, he proposed in uh, 28th of July, he ascertains it's uh, 2014, so Mrs. says 2013, um, mm -hmm. that let's do this cooking show. And, and as I said in my opening, it seems very similar. There's such subtle 
um, you know, differences. Differences, now, yeah. I this question because we, 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 we are all living in a highly creative world. You know, I sit in a meeting and we discuss ideas. Um, I see government has advertised something. I submit a proposals and many funders. So this world of people sharing and sending their ideas to somebody, whether they are sending it to a producer, and I'm sure yeah. you know, anybody who works in media can say there's been many proposals for shows. I set some in my own, um, uh, uh, you know, life, uh, and I've yeah. also submitted some. Yeah. Uh, what should people do to protect their rights? I've heard other people say you email it or you post it to yourself. But in this case, it looks like ha uh, Hastings Mueng's documents are intact. He can say, I spoke to you and I sent this through at this date. There is an email to prove that. Let's forget whether or not Somizi five years ago read emails. But I'm yeah. simply saying he did all of that. Was there anything else uh, that Hastings Mueng should have done at that time to protect his, his creative idea. Yeah. Uh, so I think the, uh, the most simplest way or the, the, the most direct way he could have protected uh, his idea is through non-disclosure agreements. That's how mostly creative who haven't gone to market with their ideas, that's how they can get some sort of uh, protection when they pitch to, uh, as you say, uh, to, live, uh, to um, producers or to the station or funders. Uh, that is one way of protecting um, your idea. But I think I just also like to make something clear, especially for copyright. So uh, this matter is, is, is complicated in two folds. So, uh, how 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 I'm saying this is that uh, copyright doesn't um, protect ideas, but it protects the manifestation of ideas. So if I come to you and say, Oslebu, I want to write a song. Uh, the song is about love, walking down the street, whatnot. And you take that idea from our discussion and you um, you make the song. You record the song, you write the lyrics, you record the song. The, the copyright there lies with you uh, uh, lies with you regardless that you got the idea from me because uh, copyright does not protect ideas. It protects the manifestation of the idea. So if I had the, 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 the song written out or the lyrics written out, then yes, the copyright is mine and you copy from me. So how, how am I looking back to this story is that um, he had a pitch for uh, Mr. Mueng had a pitch for a show uh, the first thing that we need to uh, decide is that was his written proposal uh, enough for it to be protected in copyright, uh, i.e. as a literary work, or because uh, 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 th this, this idea was for, a, uh, for a, TV, a TV show, it would have only been protected if he actually shot, uh, shot a pilot or shot uh, some sort of a few episodes uh, then there, there would have been the shooting of the of the episodes would have been the manifestation of his idea. And if Somizi came 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 by twenty twenty and, and did it, then it would be a different story. So now we have two things: uh, was the actual proposal uh, would it be considered work in terms of copyright? And secondly, 
did Somizu show actually come directly from those emails itself? But yeah, yeah. I find it interesting because, of course, for Hastings to do the show, he needed Somizu. He wanted the show to be done with Somizu. So yeah. it would have been impossible for him to manifest it without Somizu. But isn't a concept, because every show, a movie, um, a drama series, a talk show starts with a script. It starts with a concept. Yeah. And when does manifestation start? Isn't, I mean, you are saying the song lyrics, if you've written them, you can prove that you've got a show, a song. Isn't this the same, that once you write the concept, um, and, 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 and we all know, you know, you write to people, you say, I want to collaborate yeah. with you yeah. and let's to market. Isn't yeah. the concept itself a manifestation? It was no longer an idea of people sitting, you know, in some restaurant or, or public place and saying, what if we did this? Yeah. And everybody went yeah. away and nobody did anything about it. He took yeah. it to as far as he could take it to a point where he sent it to him. You know, so for me, it sounds like song lyrics. Why is that different? Okay. So uh, I like the question. <laughs> um, so here you're, you're, you're absolutely correct um, that uh, he, he took it as far as anyone could in terms, of, in terms of a concept of a show. But now I think there's, there's also going to be a, a, a distinction between uh, TV formats and the actual script of that, the show. So in terms of like cooking shows, having, especially cooking shows that are uh, driven by celebrities, right? So you know that there's only, uh, a, uh, there's only a type of way or t a type of format in which a show can run. So in terms of cooking show, you'd have your intro, the, 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 the celebrity introduces their friend or their guest, they cook whatever meal, they have a conversation, they eat, they close the show. So... When you're saying that, okay, this is how you're running your show and it just so happens that he has Sumizu's name, is it actually original or was th that idea in itself just commonplace? It just so happens that the proposal had Sumizu, then Sumizu uh, hosted a show like that uh, uh, five years later. With, with, the, with, with the story, my question here would be, would the story still be similar if the proposal was submitted with Diniko's name and I um, happen to have an exact same show five years later, right? So now you have to look at, was it actually original or was it just, flow was it just uh, flowing from an ordinary cooking show? I think that's also something that um, if legal action is, is being pursued, that is also something that will be looked into. Yeah, you do answer like a lawyer. You said a lot of intelligent things, uh, but for me, I just want to know who's wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I, and I guess I'm asking because it, 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 it seems very odd, uh, especially when Somizu says, yes, I remember talking to him, but I didn't think I wanted to do the show. But then I was going to do my YouTube and then the show came about. I, I find, and then when you now add this thing of I've spent five years for not opening emails, I'm like, whoa, um, you know, uh, this, is, this, is, this is as clear as mud. Yeah. If we establish 
that there is, and I'm going to use a legal term to impress you and Tiniko, there is probable cause that, yes. you know, you know, his ideas were used maybe by the producers, etc. because there are some uniqueness of host, host other people who come and talk to you. It's a talk cooking show kind of a thing. Yes. Um, yes. So, so I can see how people could say, mm -mm, it's not only a cooking show. There are unique features around it where who are so similar that we don't think that two people could have come up, up with yes. these things. Yes, yes. And what are the ways in which something like this can be solved? Where there is proof that, you know, a song or a show in this case, and we then sit there and we say, no, 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 no. We, we do believe that the similarities are so uncanny that mm. you, you did use or your managers as they were reading your emails, may have read this email, and when they did your idea, they they may have used his idea. Uh, and I'm thinking about Mr. Please Call Me uh, from Vodacom, uh, where yeah. he's asking for a lot of money and the case seems to be dragging. How can this be resolved if we prove that, uh, or this guy is Mr. Muyeng, proves that no, mm -mm. something went down. What can be done? What can he expect? Um. So there's always the uh, the case that they can settle it between uh, privately uh, between himself okay. and Lizzie and 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 uh, and the channel. Uh, if if not, um, he could sue for uh, infringement uh, in the court of law, and that's when they would actually test whether the um, they would actually test whether are they so similar uh, together that um, so Mizi's show is actually based on his idea and from mm. there uh, um, he could get damages also they, they they would also need to reference him uh as the originator or i guess um, not producer but as an originator of the idea because in the copyright also you can get uh, uh fi financial gain from it but also the moral side of it is that when somebody uses your work they need to say it comes from you so those are the two things um, uh, that could happen. But there are also are, uh, other things that could happen outside the law. The channel could also uh, decide to stop airing the show, but this is just speculation for now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you are basically saying, look, listen, there are ways in which they could come to some form of an agreement um, and together. Um, I personally hope that they do because I think the kind of and 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 I'm just speaking as a as somebody who values social justice. I think that even for somebody like Somizi, whichever way you know the emails were read and not read, uh, yeah. it 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 would it would be big of him and his brand to come to you know some form of settlement. But yeah. what are some of the advice that you would give a lot of entrepreneurs, young people, uh, women. And, and I ask this because this is also a feminist podcast. So I don't know if you would, you would, um, you would even have an answer for this. Um, and, and Diniko, you may come in. Many women speak about giving so much support to men who will be writing ideas, you know, oh, love, read this, oh, love, oh, help me with this. And hey, you are helping, you are helping. The next thing, the person like you, Paul, you are reading towards a master's or you completed your master's, you, you leave 
poor, poor Tinyeko, who has been reading your manuscripts, uh, correcting your English. Uh, how do we protect ourselves? Okay. Um, oh, okay. So most of the time, um, especially when you're doing work, when you're producing new work, uh, it's it's. I would suggest that uh, getting a a lawyer involved for a very comprehensive NDA would would give some sort of protection because I don't think an NDA is also uh, the the end all and be all in how to solve this because there's always loopholes in law or there's always ways in which people find to violate uh, NDAs or find new strategic ways to actually still take your idea and run with it. Uh, and that's a sad reality about the creative world. Um, but ideally is when you have an idea, work on it as closely as possible with yourself or people that you trust. And when you're ready to launch, you launch it. Um, essentially, yeah, th those are the two things. I try to keep the idea to yourself uh, when you're trying to go get investors or trying to collaborate, have um, agreements in place that uh, people cannot take your idea and utilize it. Yeah. And, 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 and a lawyer. Uh, Tineko, did you want to come in? The yeah, so to answer your question, if you're in an acronym uh, kind of situation, uh, and for those who might not get the reference, um, that Tyler Perry movie where the guy was essentially just tinkering on his battery for 20 odd years um, while his his wife was working, cooking, doing everything basically. Um, you know, in that situation, what is best for you to do is, is get a partnership agreement um, signed before anything because you're also investing your time and you know you're investing your time, not because... Um, well, let me not say not because, not only because, oh, no, but I love this person and, you know, so I just want to help them. There is also that intention of me helping this person is me helping us, you know. So, yes, you might think that this us will be forever and it very well could be an us that is forever. But the us could also not be forever or the person could change up on you and, and you didn't expect it. So for any such situation, if it does arise, at least you're protected to say that while you were busy um, working on the idea side of things, I made sure that your environment allowed you to flourish, you know, or while you were just churning out whatever is in your mind, I made sure that it read properly so that other people could, could get the message um, that is that, that you're bringing out, you know, so that when... When, when you approach investors, you approach investors letting them know that you have a partner, not, yeah, I'm just coming with my idea and that's it. No, I'm coming with, with our, um, you know, um, product, not just my product, so that we both benefit. And, and there are no fights um, in the long run where someone can be like, yeah, well, but I was busy with this on my own, um, forgetting that you could not have succeeded without my input in whatever it is you were working on. That sounds like something that we need to consider because I think, uh, and like I always say, where love is concerned, 
there are so many mistakes that we can make. And as you say, when we are all happy, we are fine. But when things start going wrong, we find ourselves in different circumstances where one party is so bitter that they walk away with very with very little. And, and I think that for me is what makes this conversation very, very important. But I think it also speaks about ethics. And I think uh, Mpo had mentioned it earlier, you know, that there's also the ethics of saying, look, um, you know, um, you know, we, we recognize that this is something that you, you you contributed in or you created. Now, another area of law that uh, you also spoke about is that of a trademark. And a yeah. trademark is something like a logo, uh, the look and feel, you know, um, we know, for an example, when you say Nike, we know what you're talking about. When that swish comes, you yes. identify so closely to Nike. And we have seen that there has been instances both locally and internationally where trademark law has come into, into, into place. Why is trademark law important, um, Paul? Uh, trademark law is, is, is important to protect, to protect uh, the value or to protect your brand. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. there to do two things, to distinguish yourself from your competitors and also to protect it from somebody else from trying to uh, copy or go off your own goodwill by uh, creating a logo or a slogan that is closely or similar to yours. So it's ideally mm-hmm. just for the protection of your brand. And, and, and for an example... Uh, with the example um, where, where Connie Figerson was sued by Nivea, uh, could the argument be made by saying that if your lotions resembles, you know, the bottle that is known uh, to be like the look and feel for Nivea, are they saying that you are going to be profiteering from the hard work that they have put in creating their brand is is that why your brand and your logo needs to be protected yes yes yeah no essentially that's it so in in, in trademarks that will be called passing off so it will be uh in this particular example person b would be passing off their product to look like person a so uh in order for uh, person a uh to sue obviously they would ha- do also have to have goodwill or a reputation in public uh so that yeah you're perfectly correct when you're saying that um they would be using another person's goodwill uh to sell off their products okay now just this morning i saw on social media again instagram somebody advertising their neon tracksuits active wear and uh, they were saying, this is where you order, etc. They looked very interesting. In fact, the reason why I looked, I wondered whether people will want to buy them and wear them. And there were a lot of comments underneath there. And a number of people were saying, well, this is what, uh, uh, this is what the, this is the pe- first person who did it, you know? So people mm. started tagging. Uh, and they they kept on saying, uh, please don't buy from this guy who's advertised. Buy from this person because yeah. they are the ones who, who came with the original idea. And in fact, yeah. when I clicked on that, even the advert that they had done was just so similar, you know. Yeah. 
And mm. people started saying, oh, no, yeah, I saw the initial one. I thought they worked together. The other one was saying, no, 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 no. They went to the same company to create the track suits for themselves. It seemed oh, okay. to be so muddy. And, and I don't even know whether it's trademark, except that I guess I'm thinking it's trademark because they, the track suits were so uniquely the same. You know, in mm. fact, if, if people did not tag, the advert was also so similar. I would have thought yes. it's the same person. I wouldn't have known it's two different people. What do these young people then do? Where do they go to? Because you can see that particularly on Instagram, people are creating and they are advertising, they are putting their things out there for people to consume. How do people create and 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 protect their trademark? Okay. So uh, so in terms of like a clothing, clothing brand, so the name of the name of the clothing uh, brand store, let's call it um orange right so the term orange for your clothing uh brand that would be your trademark so in order to protect your trademark you apply for uh, a trademark at the trademarks office uh i think it's it's yeah it's 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 under cipc uh, uh, uh situated in pretoria uh you can do it online uh so once you do that and another person uses your name for their business you can take out your certificate from the trademarks office and say, uh, could you please stop using this name? This is my trademark and here's proof of it. Uh, but in terms of clothing, clothing goes deeper than just the, the name. So I know that when you say they're looking similar, I'm guessing you look, you're talking about the patterns and how generally the, the clothing looks. Is that what you're saying by they're similar everything including the advert you know in the advert there's different people yeah. standing almost like in a line yeah. and they talk and as they turn you can see you know as they walk they look like lines neon lines are yeah. um, are walking the, even yeah. that advert yeah. Is oh yeah so, so the I, advert I, is, is different from the clothing though just the advert Yes, but then it's it's still different from what. So that's a that's a that that would be copying of 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 the idea of how the advert must look, right? And because it's a production, that would probably fall under um copyright. And Isaac, okay. you can correct me if I'm wrong with regards yes. to the adverts. But with regards to the clothing, it's a it's it's a different situation, and and that's now where trademarks come in, and it becomes tricky. Yeah, so especially okay, because me, mm, continue. Yeah, let me try. Yeah, let me try to distinguish. So, like in terms of clothing, let's say for example, I have we, you have a shirt, I have a shirt. The shirts have patterns, right? So you could you mm. could try and 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 protect the pattern on 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 your shirt, or let's say that the, there's a picture of me on a on a plain white shirt, right? So I can't protect the t-shirt itself but i can protect the picture uh via copyright so the reason why clothing themselves are not necessarily protected under copyright uh or or under intellectual property per se is that the law views clothes as being utilitarian so that just means that they're useful you use clothes to cover up so you can't have a monopoly on um on covering up, but if you put add-ons like pictures 
or like some the yeah, neon signs, the neon things. Yes. Okay. So so that if if that is uh, considered to be brand new, then that could be a case there. But I'm trying to distinguish that the tracksuit itself. I don't think that's where the protection lies, but like the decorations of, cause I haven't seen this advert, but I guess the decorations of the neon lights or anything, if, if it's novel and new, then th- th- there should be some sort of protection there, but not necessarily for the track suits uh, themselves. Okay. But the yeah. neon design, the design, the glow in the dark design. That's, so just to clarify, Lebu, just to yes. clarify, if the entire mm. tracksuit is neon, mm. there's no protection of it because it's just a color. You can't protect a color. But if yes. the tracksuit, for instance, let's say it's an Adidas tracksuit, right? And it has mm. neon stripes. You know how we identify Adidas by knowing that it has white stripes. So let's say yes. this in this in this world, the version of Adidas is it has neon green stripes. So if that's what the tracksuit has, it has neon green stripes and the other tracksuit also has neon green stripes positioned like the Adidas ones, that's when there's an infringement of the trademark. But if the entire tracksuit is green, then there's nothing new, green neon, there's, not, there's, there's nothing new about that. Um, and you just have to battle it out for which shop do they like. But on, on the side of the advert, that's a different story, dependent on whose concept it really is. Yeah, so I, I am saying that what was novel about them was the fact that they put the, the neon, almost like, a, a, um, yeah, design. The neon design is at the same places. So it's not like the entire thing. It's a design thing that distinguishes them. And even in the way that they have advertised it, they distinguish, you know, they distinguish them that, that, that way. But, but I guess what, what you guys are saying, which, which I find quite remarkable, is the fact that um, many of us who are creative may not know any of these laws. Where do people go? to learn about some of these things, because I'm sure the first young person who developed these tracks who's just developed them and marketed them and, and did not even know that they would be able to, like somebody else is going to do them and market them as well. Where do people go if they've got something as novel as, you know, the creation of this design on tracksuits? Um, how do you protect yourself? I know you say you register... Uh, your trademark, but do, is there a place where you can have people check for you if it's being infringed upon? How do people ever find out? I can understand that Nivea is big. You can find out when Connie Ferguson, you know, um, advertises uh, her lotion. But yeah. for me, who's just doing it in my back room, uh, I'm very small. Where do I go to know whether or not my trademark has been infringed upon? Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, this is the part where I guess uh, having finances works on your favor. Because uh, as far as I know, I don't think we do have uh, legal clinics that solely speak on creatives. Um, but ideally is to consult with, a, with an IP lawyer. And IP lawyers are 
most of the time uh, they're not on the cheap, on the cheap uh, they are what? Time. they're not they're not they're cheap very uh, expensive yeah okay so, yeah so for me i think you should know the basics at least know the basics so i would say uh camp on the cip website just uh search on their website what is a trademark what is a copyright what is a patent what is a design they give you very snippets uh, on their website good see uh, on on their website on what exactly does each branch of the corp- each branch of intellectual property protects and what do you need for protection from there at least you you'd have a foundation that oh in order for me to protect my book for instance a, a copyright uh i just need to write the book and that's how uh it 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 gets protected for a trademark obviously this this different types of um the requirements for it but if you need more nuance or uh, uh uh advice then you'd have to uh go see an attorney um uh to get that specialized uh advice yeah shouldn't the department of uh even uh, arts be offering uh some of this advice and maybe trade and industry i'm asking because or even the national youth development agency i'm asking because number one you said these laws are there to support innovation and i guess a number of these entrepreneurs are very small some of them are doing this work without any financial backing and it seems as if it's only big companies that can uh, protect uh the trademark and 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 intellectual property but but how do we then on one hand speak about supporting innovation and on another we are just not making even you know uh access to the law when they think that you know firstly to learn about the different aspects of the law but also to protect their intellectual property uh what are your views how could we improve this to make this accessible to everybody particularly young innovators who may not have money to afford uh, big lawyers uh you you completely right um there should be more uh driven campaigns to create awareness especially amongst creators about how the the how the legal side of the creative industry works and how can they protect uh themselves from it um uh there isn't a lot of legal intellectual property uh workshops that i do know of that are particularly for creatives but i f- i feel like those type of forums if they were more um if they were more visible or the the there are more of them um that would make it easier um i think also trying to spread the information out there uh my way of doing it is through my blog where i try to break down legal uh intellectual property concepts down but this just like one expert for it but we need like a bigger player or bigger um stakeholder to try and 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 drive that type of conversation so that it becomes more of a uh more a more commonplace conversations amongst creatives and it it shouldn't be a conversation that we're always having when somebody is infringing on another person's work so i think you're completely right we should have more initiatives that just drive the legal education behind the creative system or innovation in south africa because it would make um it it it, it would empower uh, up and coming 
creatives and innovators to know how to tread carefully when they're trying to launch their product or secure funding for their pro- for their for their product or idea without actually losing out on the work that they've uh, put in. It sounds like you are doing such important work. I was about to say, have you sent uh, inbox? Um, have you sent emails to people with this idea? But I'm just like thinking, oh, maybe that's not how you do it because number one, people don't read emails for years. But secondly, maybe somebody <laughs> run run with it. So I, I'm not the right person to give you advice on this. But maybe Mpo, you can just give us a, the name of your blog um, and, and share it with us so that at least for the work that you are doing, uh, we could direct people who are interested to, you know, um, your blog to understand some aspects of, 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 of the law. Do you mind giving your blog to us? Uh, no, I don't mind. Uh, my blog is on Medium, so people can just uh, type into the internet, Medium, Mpo Gama, uh, then my my page will show up there. Yeah. Okay, so they yeah. go to Medium. Me- medium.com, uh, yeah, media- Medium.com, then uh, once they are in the website, they can search Mpo Gama, and yeah, they will find me there. Okay. Great, Paul, and, and you are really doing um, an amazing job. Any last words on this issue, Tineko, um, and, 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 and what are some of maybe a few do's and don'ts that you would like to um, advise our audiences about? Um, yeah, just people shouldn't buy into the rhetoric that um, NDAs make people afraid to work with you because... Ultimately, anyone who doesn't want to sign an NDA should be flashing red lights for you because why do they want to hear your idea without signing a document that at least says, even if you don't take up my idea, you're not going to use it in a different space with someone else, you know, because it's something that you ultimately intend to make money of. So people should get out of this culture of saying that NDAs are a bad thing because all you're doing is facilitating a culture of exploitation. Um, and if it's not exploitation, you are, what's the word? You're, you're, you're hamping down on creativity because the people with the ideas then don't want to share the ideas because it's, it's either you're not going to want to listen because they want to protect themselves or you're going to steal the ideas if they do protect themselves. Um, and also people should, you know, do extensive research on, on the legal side of everything that they want to undertake, you know. So if you want to go into music, um, before, you, before you even go and give someone your song and you record that song, do some research about the, the legal side of your music so that you can avoid situations that we keep hearing about um, less fortunate musicians saying that they hear their songs being played uh, by the more famous um, artists in South Africa. So that would be a way to protect yourself, you know, without having to make it a, a battle because you know beforehand that if you hear this, you can say, I have a claim and I can prove it immediately. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that issue around songs makes me so sad because a number of 
people who are really talented, either as songwriters or just musicians all around. Uh, some come from very desperate situations and they come into big cities and they meet these big names and they hand over their livelihoods. You know, somebody says to you, I'm going to buy you this, I'm going to buy you that. I'm going to put you up in a, in a hotel. You've never been in a hotel before. I'm going to do this for you. You know, um, people, people, people use all sorts of, um, I don't know, um, I want to say snake oil, you know, on you, where they are charming. They are, wow, you see lights, camera, action, and you see yourself in, in, in you know, your names written in billboards. Um, and that's all the things that they, 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 they promise. I must repeat, I wish the Department of Arts and Culture, uh, Sports Arts and Culture, whatever it's called right now, could really take this up. We do need the work that is done by you and people like out there, where people, even when they come into Johannesburg, even when they apply for funding from a number of these funding agencies, can actually get somebody who's a lawyer sitting down with them and say, before you drop your demo, with so-and-so before you do this need, you know, these are the things that you need. And an NDA, just so that everybody understands what we are talking about, it's a non-disclosure agreement. An agreement where if you give somebody your idea, your proposal, they agree that even if they are not going to work with it, on it, with you, they basically are not going to use it or use it with somebody else. And that is what even Empower was saying with Mr. Mueng, that if he had signed this non-disclosure agreement with Somizi or even as he sent, um, you know, the emails that were not read for five years, uh, he should have, um, you know, included a non-disclosure agreement uh, that says, um, this is my idea, it's fine if you're not going to use it, but don't use it with somebody else. This has been such an education. And um, yeah, if you want to know more, please... Um, visit medium.com and uh, search for Mpo Kama, who um, is writing and advising people around this aspect of the law, which seems so distant, but unfortunately affects so many people who've got ideas. And on that note, I want to say thank you and uh, uh, for everything, Mpo, you've really... Um, educated us. Uh, we will watch the cooking show uh, with keen interest to see why, you know, how it's resolved. And I, I do hope that for the benefit of everyone, that there is a, a, a kind of settlement that is reached before people have to go and spend a lot of money with the lawyers. And uh, to you as well, Tiniko, thank you so much for um, bringing so much of these ideas and also your expertise on this. So on that note, goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. If you want to give us feedback on the podcast or you have a legal or finance matter that you would like some advice or assistance on, you can reach us via WhatsApp only or a voice note on 061-535-5. 23 or via email on zangazulugel at gmail.com. We will try to share information with you and where possible, Dinyeko, who is a legal expert, 
will give you some advice on how to deal with your matter. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle at what's love underscore podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook on what's love podcast. Please note that the views expressed in this podcast do not represent the views of the Soul City Institute for Social Justice.